Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. And one of the areas of our lives where I really think that we should seek for progress and advancement in has to do with our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Getting to know him better, getting closer to him, understanding who he is, cooperating with him so that he can do what only he can do in our lives. And so I'm going to be teaching you about the Holy Spirit and uh, we may be at this for some weeks because he's a very important person and this subject is a very important one. So get ready for a great time of revelation, a great time of instruction. And I, I believe and I guarantee by the grace of God that by the time we are done with this series, your relationship with the Holy Spirit will be far better than it's ever been before. Can I have an amen from somebody? Now, John chapter 16, reading from verse 5 to 7. John 16, reading from verse 5 to verse 7. Let's start off with that. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples. He says to them, But now I am going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I have told you. But in fact, now take note of this, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. Let's look at it from the King James Version of the Bible, please. But now I go my way to him that sent me. This is King James same passage that we read from the New Living Translation. Now we're reading it from the King James Version. It continues and none of you asketh me whither goest thou. Next verse. But because I've said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Verse 17. Nevertheless I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Expedient. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And so the New Living Translation says, it is best for you that I go away. King James says it is expedient. And then he says that if I don't go, I can't send the advocate to you from the New Living Translation. And the King James has there the comforter. The comforter. So now Jesus 
is speaking to the disciples, telling them a lot of things. Not long after this, he was going to go through his passion. And one of the things he tells them is that, I'm going to leave you. I'm going away. And they were sad. They were heartbroken. Because this was not something they were expecting or anticipating, that Jesus was going to leave them. Like many of the Jews, they thought that this was it. That the Messiah was going to do some amazing things which were going to lead to a restoration of the people of Israel and a deliverance for them from the control and dominion of the Roman Empire. That's what they thought. So to their shock and amazement, Jesus is telling them that I'm going to leave you. Then he explains to them that you're looking very sad because I said to you that I have to go. And then he says that it is best for you that I go. Or it is expedient for you that I go away. Now expedient means profitable. So what he was saying to them was that it's going to be profitable to, to you that I go away. Or it's going to be best for you. It is going to be most important for you that I go away. Why did he say that? He says, otherwise, if I don't go, I will not be able to send the comforter or the advocate to you. So he's explaining to them that the reason why I have to go the reason why it is more important for me to go than to stay here. The reason why it will be profitable for me to go is so that I can send somebody to you. Who was he referring to? He calls him the comforter. The New Living Translation calls him the advocate. Now the word comforter is from the Greek word Paracletus, and it means advocate an advocate is like a lawyer somebody who speaks in your defense but in a broader sense it means helper somebody who comes to your aid and he says that i have to go away so that i can send the paracletus the comforter the advocate your helper i can send him to you that is why I have to go, so that he can come. Now, who is this comforter? Who is this advocate? Who is this person who is so important that Jesus has to go so that he can come? Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus was referring to the Holy Spirit. So, in effect, he explains to the disciples that I have to go so that the Holy Spirit can come hallelujah now who is the holy spirit we want to understand who he is but it's important now to start off by trying to understand who the holy spirit is the first thing i want to say to you is that the holy spirit is the third person of the godhead or of the holy trinity the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead or of the Holy Trinity. Now, I'm sure you've heard that expression before, 
Holy Trinity. And Holy Trinity is referring to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So together, we describe them as the Holy Trinity. And the Holy Spirit, whom we are studying about, is the third person of this Godhead or Holy Trinity. 1 John chapter 5 verse 7. 1 John chapter 5 verse 7. It says, For there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, which is another name for Jesus or the Son, and the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And that is one of the scriptures that give us this concept of the Holy Trinity. So it mentions three that bear record in heaven. The Father, that is God the Father. The Word, or that is God the Son. And the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. So in this verse also, we see that three persons are mentioned. The Lord Jesus Christ, God, representing God the Father and then the Holy Ghost. These three are mentioned again. So this is what we describe as the Holy Trinity. I know that it's a subject, I mean this whole thing about the Holy Trinity is, is something that is a bit confusing. People have tried to explain it in different ways. But one of the ways I can describe it to you, it may not be appropriate because think about it. How can you use a natural way to explain and define the infinite God? Yes, you can do that. We can think about things. You can go about it in a logical way. But in a certain sense also, if our finite mind can comprehend and appreciate everything there is about God, he will probably cease to be God. Because then it means that with your small mind, you have been able to contain him. So try and understand this Holy Trinity. And let me give you an illustration. If you take an egg, if you take one egg, when you're looking at it, it is one. It's just an egg. When you boil it, you just see an egg. But it is actually made up of three parts and each part is distinct on its own. There is the shell. That is one part. Then there's the albumin. That is the second part. And then there is the yolk which is the third part. Now, 
it is when you put all three together that you have an egg. And so when you talk about the Holy Trinity, you can try and understand that concept using this illustration that I gave you. You cannot say that the egg is just the shell. You cannot say that the egg is just the yolk. But it is when all three are together that you can say that this is an egg. And so it is. God the Father is a distinct person or personality on his own. God the Son is a distinct person or personality on his own. And then God the Holy Spirit is a distinct person or personality on his own. But they are so closely united and linked in everything that they do that you cannot even separate them. So they are distinct persons on their own. And they have distinct bodies, if you like, on their own. But they are so linked together, they, they, they are so fused together that it is very easy to separate them. That is what the Holy Trinity is about. And so there's the Father, there's the Son, and then there is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead or of the Holy Trinity. The second thing that I want to say to you about the Holy Spirit is that He is God. He is God. So the first thing is that he's the third person of the Holy Trinity. And the second thing is that he is God. Acts chapter 5 verse 1 to 5. Let's look at that. Acts chapter 5 verse 1 to 5. Don't forget that we are talking about the Holy Spirit. Verse 1 of Acts 5. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira his wife sold a possession and kept back part of the prize his wife also being privy to it that means she knew about it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles feet but Peter said Ananias why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to to who to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land. Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Now take note of what he says. Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. Watch this. In the earlier part, it's Peter said to Ananias, Why had Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? So he told him that you have lied to the Holy Ghost. And then he goes on and says that thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. The first part, he says you have lied to the Holy Ghost. Then he goes on to say that you have lied to God. Logically, what does it mean? It means that the Holy Spirit is 
God. So that is something that you should appreciate. That he is God in his own right. And he is God by himself. There is God the Father. The Father is God. There is God the Son. The Son is God. And there is God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. So he is God. Understand that about the Holy Spirit. The third thing I want you to understand about the Holy Spirit is that he was actually there during the creation of the world. He was there at the creation of the world. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Watch this. And the Spirit of God, or the Holy Spirit, moved upon the face of the waters. He moved upon the face of the waters. So at the very beginning, the creation of this world, he was there. And one other verse or verses that support this. You notice that during the creation, the different uh, stages of it, God will say, let us, let us, let us, let us do this. Let us separate the, the, the firmament above, or let, let us separate the waters above from the waters beneath. He kept saying, let us, let us. Who was he referring to? Of course, I believe that he was referring to the sun, and he was referring to the Holy Spirit. They were all there. And of Jesus it is said that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. That is John the gospel according to St. John the first chapter and the first few verses. So all of them were there. And the Holy Spirit as God was actually there during the creation. The Bible says that and the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit moved upon the face of of the waters hallelujah number four the fourth thing that i want to tell you about the holy spirit is that he is a person not a thing he is a person not a thing john chapter 14 verse 16 to 17 john 14 16 to 17 Jesus again to the disciples and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Notice in these verses that Jesus kept referring to the Holy Spirit not as a thing. Because if he was a thing, he would have said, Because it seeth it not, neither knoweth it, but ye know it. For it dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He didn't say that. He referred to the Holy Spirit as he. And ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit is a person. Look at another verse. Ephesians chapter 4, 
verse 30. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. It says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Of course, you cannot grieve a thing. I cannot grieve this pulpit because it's a thing. I cannot grieve my iPad because it's a thing. I cannot grieve my phone because it's a thing. I cannot grieve a chair because it's a thing. Have you ever sat in a chair before and the chair started complaining? You didn't sit on me well. You didn't sit on me well. Next time if you are sitting on me, sit on me there because you hurt me. No. The Holy Spirit is not a thing. The Holy Spirit is a person. And that is why it is wrong when in describing the promptings of the Holy Spirit, sometimes you hear people say that, and something spoke to me. And something said to me that don't join that bus or don't go to town or don't go to that place. People describe it and say, something said to me. My dear friends, it is not a something. It is a somebody. The Holy Spirit is a person. And he's a person. That is why the Bible says we should not grieve him. You can only grieve persons. Persons, not a thing. So understand that about the Holy Spirit, that he is a person and he is not a thing. These are four important truths that I want to share with you about the Holy Spirit and who he is. The first one, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead or of the Holy Trinity. There is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And together we describe this beautiful union as the Holy Trinity. And the Holy Spirit is the third person of this Holy Trinity. Number two, he is God. The Holy Spirit is God. And that is why Peter pointed out to Ananias when he said to him, you've lied to the Holy Ghost and said later on that you have lied to God. Meaning that the Holy Spirit is God. Number three, he was there, that is the Holy Spirit, at the creation of the world. So he's a very important part of everything that we see, including we ourselves. He was part of, 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 of the team that made us and created us. He was there at the creation of the world. And then the final thing is that he is a person and not a thing. Next week, we are going to go deeper in our study. But I trust that what you have heard today has been very enlightening to you. And I pray that as a result of this series, this teaching on the Holy Spirit, our relationship with him and our communion or fellowship with him is going to become deeper and is going to be stronger and more intense. May we progress and advance in our relationship with him in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Bow down your hearts and let us pray. Thank you, Father, for tonight and thank you for your word. I pray in the name of Jesus that these things that we've learned will stay with us and will help us in getting to know the Holy Spirit better and developing a sweet, beautiful fellowship, communion, and relationship with him. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer with me wherever you are right now. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. 
from today, I surrender my life to him and I receive him as my Lord and Savior. For the rest of my life, I will serve him and I'll follow him. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.